slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Price! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us. Lots to talk about on today's show. The trade deadline has now come and gone. It passed at 3 o'clock on Monday afternoon. And yes, the Islanders made one more deal before the deadline passed. It was actually done late Sunday evening. And we will talk about that trade and where the Islanders stand after the trade deadline as a whole. We're going to grade Lou Lamorello on the job he did, and we'll discuss whether the Islanders have improved their roster as a result of what happened over the last four or five days, uh, or week, let's say, since the trades started to happen. So we will be discussing that. We've also got our Islanders' birthday of the day and a whole lot more to get to on today's show. If there's something Islanders related on your mind, you have a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like us to discuss, please feel free to send the show an email, the email address, lockedonislanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles. And you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. And I am also live tweeting during nearly every Islanders game. So if you're looking for instant insight and analysis, follow me on Twitter. And always happy to uh, interact with listeners and fellow Islanders fans. So one more deal made on Sunday night. It was announced fairly late in the evening. The Islanders sending a seventh round pick in the 2022 draft to the Ottawa Senators in exchange for defenseman Braden Coburn. And, you know, you look at this move and it really does sort of take care of what many people felt was the last major need that the Islanders had coming into the trade deadline. And that was this. And we've talked about this issue on the show throughout the season, really. The Islanders essentially had the first, what, you know, had the same six defensemen in the lineup practically for the first 30 or so games of the season before Noah Dobson uh, went on the covid protocol and missed significant time, and that's when you had uh, Sebastian Ajo and then Thomas Hickey inserted into the lineup for a few games, but depth on the blue line was always considered an issue for the Islanders this year, and you know, you you go back a season and Adam Pellick was injured, the Islanders' performance fell off significantly as a result of that, after he was injured, 
they were below 500 for the rest of the season, and only when he returned in time for the playoffs last year inside the bubble did the Islanders sort of get back to their winning ways and go on that long playoff run to the conference finals. So, you know, after the season was over, uh, Devon Taves traded to Colorado for cap purposes, and then Johnny Boychuk forced to uh, retire as a result of the gruesome eye injury that he suffered last year. And the net result is that, you know, the Islanders, who had a lot of depth on defense, were much thinner. So Coburn basically gives the Islanders some more depth. And look, Braden Coburn, at this point in his career, he's 36 years old. He was a first-round pick of the Atlanta Thrashers. That tells you uh, what a veteran he is. There aren't too many players left in this league who suited up for the Atlanta Thrashers. Uh, but it, it essentially, the six foot five, two hundred and twenty-four pound Coburn is a big stay-at-home defenseman. He's a veteran. He has been through the wars, as they say. Uh, in hockey terms, and he will be a reliable, in-your-own-zone kind of guy. Not going to add a lot of offense, played 16 games this year for Ottawa, and did not score a goal, added two assists last season in 40 games for the Tampa Bay Lightning, one goal, four points, uh, so offense is really not his strong suit at this point in his career. What is important, however, is the experience that he brings. And you may recall that Colburn was a member of the Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning last season. So he brings leadership. He brings experience. He is not flashy, but he is reliable. And, you know, you look at the uh, scouting report on him, says that he could still play, you know, a decent number of minutes. He can play both the left side and the right side on defense. He's a good penalty killer, which is something else that could certainly help the New York Islanders. One scout uh, indicated he may not use that six foot five, two hundred and twenty-five pound frame as often as maybe he should, and that is, you know, an issue. But at this point in his career, what you get with Braden Coburn is a guy who, if one of the defensemen is either injured or ill or is slumping over the course of a few games. You have a reliable alternative who you could turn to who will not hurt you in your own zone and who is experienced in playoff hockey, who has won a Stanley Cup and can certainly help the New York Islanders down the stretch. Do I anticipate Coburn being one of the top six defensemen, you know, if there are no injuries? No, I don't. Do I think he will see some action down the stretch to integrate him into the lineup, to get him more familiar with his teammates, to get him ready in case, uh, you know, he is needed in the playoffs? Absolutely. I think that you will see maybe Andy Green gets a rest for a game or two. 
Maybe Noah Dobson gets a rest for a game or two. Uh, but we'll see. And I, I think he may end up being in the lineup a lot like Uncle Leo, where, yeah, you know, in five games, he'll play one or two or, you know, something like that to keep him sharp, to keep the lower, you know, defensemen on the depth chart on their toes, to know that somebody can replace them if they falter. And really, you know, I think he is a good, solid addition to the Islanders roster right now. All you give up is a seventh round pick in 2022. Essentially, this is the Islanders adding depth and Braden Coburn trying to win another Stanley Cup. Overall, a good move, a low risk, you know, insurance policy basically for the Islanders blue line. And that is a good thing that Lou Lamorello was able to do. So when we come back, we will discuss the overall impact that the Islanders got at the trade deadline and where they stand at this point heading into the home stretch, all that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, today's episode is brought to you by your friends at rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why endure the often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterperson orders the parts on his or her computer, choosing only the brand that their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Rockauto.com is a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even a new carpet. And whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, you can get everything you need in a few easy clicks and they'll deliver it directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Fox? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Islander fans, get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So the trade deadline has come and gone. And, you know, I think you have to give Lou Lamorello very good grades for what he was able to accomplish. We just talked before the break about the addition of Braden Coburn and and what that means for the team. And look, is, is Coburn going to be uh, um, have a major impact on this team? Probably not. But is it a good pickup? Absolutely. And the other trade, obviously, netted Kyle Palmieri and Travis Zajac. And look, the Islanders came into this trade deadline needing essentially two things. And we talked about this on the show leading up to the trade deadline. They needed scoring to replace the loss of Anders Lee, and they needed a little bit more depth on the blue line if they could get it. Well, they got that and a little bit more. Uh, The beautiful thing to me about Palmieri and Zajac is that both of them 
fit very well into the Islanders' system, into the style of play that Barry Trotz wants this team to play. And supposedly, uh, there are, uh, you know, reports out there that indicate that the Islanders were in on Taylor Hall, but when the Devils threw Travis Zajac into the deal, the Islanders backed off, didn't take the deal with Buffalo for Hall, and went with the Palmieri-Zajac combination. Think about that, though. What Lou Lamorello was able to do under those circumstances is have the Devils and the Sabres, two teams that were sellers at the trade deadline, essentially bidding against each other to figure out which one would give the Islanders a better deal to help themselves at the trade deadline. When you add the following factors to the equation, Lou Lamorello did not give up a player on his current roster. So, obviously, this was a move that was made for this year, for the short term. He got two rental players who fit the Islanders' system and who will play solid in all three zones and will be veteran leaders and hard workers and, you know, better fits, I think, than Taylor Hall would have been, even if Hall may be giving you a little bit more explosiveness on offense, although this year... Hall is struggling even worse than Palmieri is. So, under the circumstances, I think Lou Lamorello got exactly what he needed to get at this trade deadline. You don't like giving up a first-round pick, but quite honestly, the Islanders were one of the four teams left standing last year. They went to the Eastern Conference Final. They are built to win in the playoffs, and they really improve their depth up front, improve their scoring ability, and quite honestly, improved their team without breaking their structure, and they're all in. I, I mean, the Islanders are trying to win now, and I think that is the right strategy. When you are, you know, tied for first at the trade deadline in a very competitive East division, when you uh, lost your captain, you end up adding offense, you end up getting some more leadership to replace the leadership that you lost when Lee went down, at least for this year, and I think that overall, you didn't give up any players on your present roster. This was a very strong trade deadline for Lou Lamorello. Now, look, the Islanders have not played particularly well in the three games since this trade went down, and that is certainly something to keep an eye on. But as I, you know, said on yesterday's show, and I believe this to be true, it's going to take a little bit of time for Palmieri and Zajac to adapt to the Barry Trot system a little bit, to get to know their teammates a little bit better and their line mates a little bit better, to you know, even something like this, you know, you move to a new city or a new town, you don't know where to go, you're not comfortable yet, your family, you know, they may be renting a place and their family could be, you know, still in New Jersey. There are little things that you need to to adjust as a human being uh, when you move to a new job and a new situation. So I, I think what you have now is an Islanders team 
that has the remaining games of this regular season, the last dozen or so games, to integrate these new pieces into the lineup, get them comfortable, and get them ready for what hopefully will be another lengthy playoff run. And who knows, maybe this will have an even happier ending than uh, last year's did when they went all the way to the conference final. And I will say this, it was encouraging watching the uh, trade deadline day special on TSN today to see two of the experts on that show saying that the Islanders were one of their top five contenders for the Stanley Cup. And I got to give a strong grade to Lou Lamorello. He got more than I expected in this deal. Adding Zajac was kind of a steal, I think. And overall, whether it works or not, I think what Lou Lamorello was able to do was maximize his team's chances, given the salary cap constraints that the Islanders have, given the system that they play, and given their position and what they could have traded away. You didn't lose Kiefer Bellows. You didn't lose any of the major prospects in your system and you made your team better, I I think this was a very, very strong performance at the trade deadline for Lou Lamorello. And let's face it, Lou Lamorello is a Hall of Fame general manager for a reason, and he reinforced that reason at the trade deadline again this year after having a strong trade deadline last year. All right, we've got more to discuss. We have our Islanders' birthday of the day and a whole lot more still to come. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is also brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The football season may be over, but the NBA and NHL are heading toward the playoffs. Baseball is back, and that's always a good thing. And of course, the NFL draft is just a couple of weeks away. Bet Online also covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, and they'll give you real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's absolutely free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device today, and you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. That's the promo code locked on to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at Bet Online. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Be a waiver wire winner with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season long dynasty and DFS leagues. Follow the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day. Another, you know, well-known player to uh, add to our list today happens to be the 49th birthday for former Islanders winger Marius Tchaikovsky. And, you know, Tchaikovsky, one of the few NHL players born in Poland. He was drafted in the fifth round of the 1991 draft by the Boston Bruins, made his debut for the Bees in 93-94, then went to Edmonton for uh, 
one and a half seasons before joining the Islanders in 1997-98. Stayed on the island uh, through the 2003-2004 season uh, with a half with one season in Montreal in 2002-2003 in between. Best season for Tchaikovsky, 1999-2000, 35 goals and 70 points. That year, the following season, 2000-2001, he again topped 30 goals and had 62 points. You know, Tchaikovsky added solid offense and scoring ability on some Islanders teams that didn't have a lot of either one of those things. We're going to go back and look at one of Marius Tchaikovsky's best games as an Islander. April 9th, 2000 at the Nassau Coliseum. Islanders hosting the Florida Panthers. Florida going with Trevor Kidd in goal. Roberto Luongo in between the pipes for the New York Islanders. No scoring in the first period. And then it was the Panthers getting on the board first. The ever-dangerous Pavel Bore, the Russian Rocket, his 58th goal from ex-Islander Oleg Kavasha and Brett Hedekin at 8-18, one to nothing in favor of Florida. But the Islanders strike back, and it's Marius Tchaikovsky with two power play goals in a minute and a half, roughly, First, Tchaikovsky gets his 33rd of the year from Claude Lapointe and Ray Giroux. That's a power play goal at 12:28. Cam Stewart was serving a too many men on the ice penalty for Florida. And then at 14:08, Tchaikovsky strikes again his 34th. Again, Giroux and Lapointe on the assist. Peter Worrell was off for tripping, and the Islanders led 2-1 heading in to the third period. In the third, the Islanders extend their lead. Marius Tchaikovsky completes the natural hat trick, his 35th of the year, third of the game. Brad Isbister with the lone assist at 7-13. And then future Islander Mike Sillinger got his 23rd of the year. Ray Whitney and Victor Kozlov with the helpers at 12:55. That was a power play goal with Ray Giroux off for tripping. That made it a one-goal game, but Luongo held firm and made a total of 29 saves to earn the win. A hat trick for Marius Tchaikovsky. Three goals on a team leading six shots as the Islanders skate away with a tight 3-2 win over a very good Florida Panthers team on this date, April 9th, 2000. And the hat trick belongs to our Islanders' birthday of the day, Marius Tchaikovsky, 49 years old today, and we wish him all the best and many, many healthy and happy birthdays. Tomorrow, of course, we will have our weekly farm report, keep you up to date on all the latest happenings around the Bridgeport Sound Tigers, who are unfortunately struggling through another season. And, you know, the one thing that the trade for Zajac and for Palmieri did, it did take away two players from Bridgeport, uh, neither of whom were probably in the Islanders' long-term plans for the big club, but Jobst and, uh, uh, and Greer both seeing regular minutes down in Bridgeport. So we'll talk a little bit about the Sound Tigers and how they are going to fill their roster spots as a result 
of the trade and, and how that affects them and, and also how some of these players are doing because, you know, the Islanders do need to start rebuilding that uh, the, the pipeline, basically, for prospects and obviously trading away a first-round pick in, in the coming draft is going to make that a little bit more difficult. We'll also have the latest injury updates and the latest news about the Islanders as they prepare to take on the Boston Bruins next game Thursday in the evening. So that's going to do it for today's episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day. Stay safe, everyone. And of course, let's go Islanders.